Welcome to Side Dish, a podcast about Longmont. All the stuff you want to know and very little you need to know. I'm Eric Ozempa. And I'm Brady Steffel. All right, the third time's a charm with that intro. You know, I just have to read it and then I get it. So, I mean, so. it's you got to cut yourself some slack because you've never done it before. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. Oh, All right, man. welcome in, everyone. We appreciate you joining us for this edition. Um, how was your weekend, Brady? It was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty mild. Yeah, we didn't do a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Good weather, right? I mean, for oh, the most part. Pretty beautiful, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, did a bit of walk around on the main street again. On, on the, the main street. The main street, yeah. Get me on the, yeah. the email. Nice. I've entered nice. old age now. Yeah. So no sock escapades. So. No, we walked past the sock shop. Um, I think we counted five mentions of me in this, the pop-up sock place because I was <laughs> possessed about it last week. So you're not going to talk yeah. about it again? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, we did that. Um, otherwise, pretty quiet. I mean, it's that time of year between, like, before the uh, the holidays start. So you don't do a whole lot. I'm just waiting for my parents to come out, get the house ready a little bit. Nice. So do they cool. usually come out around Thanksgiving? Or yeah, whether we want to or not. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. Just kidding. We love nice. to have you. Yeah. No, nah, I give a hard time. No, they they usually come out at Thanksgiving because we'll probably go back to uh, her place in the Midwest for Christmas. So you kind of got to share the. Oh, very you know, cool. Yeah, share yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. So they'll come out uh, yeah. next week. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So we'll yeah. see. We'll probably go do some thrift store shopping. Maybe we'll have some thrift store reporting to do. Uh, there's a couple in town I haven't been to. So so thrift store here in town. Yeah, they, they love to go do thrift oh, okay, store stuff. Cool. Yeah. So like, is there a particular thrift store you really love? Um, we always wind up at the Hope's Storehouse, the one on Main Street with the purple mm-hmm. roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to like that one a lot. Um, trying to think of what else. I don't know. We'll do a more in-depth thing because I'm sure I'll see them all. We should do like an in-depth study <coughs> yeah. on fleas, flea markets or thrift stores. Yeah, because there's like the ARC one that's off of like 21st. Yeah, Up there absolutely. by Planet Fitness yeah. and the... Yeah, and that'd be cool to talk about too. So cool. just see, see what's going on in those. Yeah, well, I have to say it was a beautiful weekend. I mean, it was just gorgeous. So I got to do a little yard work, a little playing around the uh, house. Got your, to your sod fix taking. some, fix some. Yeah, to, sod is taking, so that's good. That yeah. makes me happy, quite happy. <laughs> um, and then I fixed a few light bulbs. Apparently, like all the light bulbs decided to go out in either my car or my scooter. So that was uh, very was cool. Fun. Yeah, pretty huh. awesome. Yeah, we're pretty living eventful that, and exciting. So we're living that long yeah. life. We are. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> but I will tell you, on the evening, um, Saturday evening, we went out to Benny's with my sister-in-law. Yeah. And uh, went over to uh, Dryland Distilleries. Yeah. Which I really love. So they're, Dryland's yeah. where? Dryland's right behind um, La Bella Vida. Okay. Or is it La Vida Bella? La, La Vida Bella Vida or La Vida Bella? Uh, it's LVP. LVB, I think. La yeah, Vida Bella. Yeah, so that is the coffee house slash... Bar, if you yep. will, that's on Main Street there on 4th and Main, thereabouts. What would you think of the Dryland? Cause I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, they've won so many competitions as far as like, I, mm. I was shocked. I was like looking at the wall, like saying that they won like a bronze medal at the International Spirits Competition in London. Huh. Like, whoa. That okay. Is, that wow. was pretty whoa. Long one. That's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, but they have a lot more than, <laughs> I thought it was, um, so I really love their Reposado. So I thought, you know, it was pretty much Reposado. Cactus, uh, dis- distilled spirits, and then they had margaritas no and other stuff. But I thought, you know, I was surprised that they have gin and whiskey and other things too. Okay, so that, that's like a tequila or an agave thing, a reposado. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For anybody. Yeah, who's... so it's smoky. Sorry. So like reposado is like mezcal. It's a little smoky, okay. and it just has this kind of smoky feeling instead of like tequila is not really smoky, but mezcal is more smoky. All right. So I really, I really love that stuff, but um, some people really find it kind of nasty. But I actually really like it. So, but no, it was fun. We were um, just on a side note. It was kind of funny. We were 
my sister-in-law was sitting on the opposite side of the table, and she was distracted because the music coming from La Bella Vida was kind of odd. It was like somebody was screaming and then like had pots and pans. Huh. Um, so it was an interesting act. We really didn't catch who it was, but um, is this why people say don't it was boulder intriguing. Up, don't boulder up my longmont? Even I know what your screamy pot and pan act is, but keep it down there. It was it was a little interesting. It was uh, fascinating. Yeah, I will say that while we were out uh, on Main Street, um, it looks like they're putting in some more crossings. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and even today, they are painting stripes all over your ro- every every street around Main Street. It looks like. So yeah, I, I actually had stripes to. And everything. I had to yeah. wait for a guy uh, with a stripe painting machine to go in front of me as I was coming down the. Was the that street. really inconvenient for you? That took about ten seconds. <laughs> I didn't see your car. I wasn't too worried. Exactly. All right. Um, well, let's do our buzz around town, if that's cool. Um, yeah. So let's see. Well, I, I have to say it's kind of some sad things to report. I was down in Prospect. I was over at Cave Girl Coffee um, the other day, and I noticed that Two Dog Diner is gone. And I'm not sure how long they've been gone, but they have been gone right. um, for a while. That, Gosh, that diner started a while ago. I mean, that was, I'm guessing, at least 10 years or more. It, it's been yeah. here since I've been here, and yeah. I got here in 2013. So yeah. I remember eating there yeah. uh, very early on. And uh, Georgia City, I think they went to California, like they were going to move on and, and move out. So, yeah, you know I, think? I think that's true. They also had, uh, they actually had um, rented the space or owned it. I'm not sure, but they had the restaurant where the roost is before it was the roost. Oh. So, and they, what was that? The that. roost? I cannot remember what it yeah, was before. Me neither. But it was kind of like you saw, you saw elements of Two Dog Diner at that restaurant, but okay. I, but it just never took. It was just well, yeah. I, the roost was kind of the beginning of New Longmont. To be honest, yeah. that's one of the very first that opened. That was like, wow, this is new and, and yeah. funky, and 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 then it, they got a lot of traction, and they've been an anchor. Uh, but what's street. really cool about that is is that it was. It, I think they actually, if I'm not mistaken, they put the roof on, on that one. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the the previous owner that put the roof on. Well, that's and a cool space. So then up the there. roost actually took it over, and it's okay. you know, it is what it is now, which is pretty awesome. The other thing too is again with Prospect is 2020 Wine Bar. Um, I went there a couple times. I yeah. thought it was really pretty cool. And I did too. Yeah, and that was just literally like next door to Two Dog Diner on that same street. And they lost another one down there too. Yeah. So well, not really. Um, the, the one that I'm thinking of is is not really it was a restaurant or anything. It was the Johnson's Corner is for sale, and that was okay. The huge, if you will, ordeal, ordeal where. The Johnson's Corner on the south end of Longmont uh, was, there was this whole idea of saving it, and so they, they brought it to Prospect where it kind of sat there for a while. Okay. And now it has been, it looks like partially restored. So what's what's but the Johnson's it's, Corner? But it's an old gas station. Good okay. Good question, yeah, for those newbies. Um, for those newbies in town, you're like going, what the hell, what the heck is that? It was a, it is actually a poured in place concrete structure <clears throat> that was by a famous architect. I can't remember the famous architect's this name, good but it's, today. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you can Google it, but anyway, there was a poured in place concrete uh, architect who actually created it or designed it. And it's actually kind of got this kind of cool, like kind of maybe deco-ish thirties, forties kind of look about it. And all the uh, don't want to have all the historians put me on blast as far as architecture and architecture history. Eric watches a lot of ESPN. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He picks up the. Cool... I'll be efforting this later. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, anyway, they, uh, you know, it was it's deemed historic, and as I told you before, it was this idea where Jack Kerouac could come by oh, and, yeah, yeah. and pass through there. Yeah. So anyway, that is moved all the way to Prospect and is there near their pool. 
and the idea was to restore it and that sort of thing. And I think it's partially restored and now it's for sale. So, mm. you know, I think it's so, it could be a really cool place for somebody to do something right. with it. So, and I, I, I mean, we've talked about this a lot on here, off here, but um, Prospect is a cool idea. I think it's a it's a neat neighborhood and really fun homes and stuff. But uh, with the revitalization of, of Main Street, I don't think that people who live up say north of third or or whatever it, it is a bit of a hike to get down there at this point and so um i got a lot of options and so to go that far for a, for a wine bar I, I wouldn't necessarily want to try and get home well and i think right. the, the 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 difficulty with prospect is the fact that you have to help hope that you get the people in prospect to come to your restaurant yeah and then probably more importantly you have to make sure that people in longmont and surrounding areas right. come to your restaurant yeah and, and we've I like think that's the, the tough proposition the, so. yeah and th- i think that's become more difficult yeah because we used to go down to the thai place yeah. down there because yeah. like with sea legs he's like you need thai food yeah. i mean most of it yeah and um there's the barbecue place wait a second now you need to your diction what did you say it sounded like you said with sea legs sea legs i can eat thai food with okay <laughs> proper dictum <laughs> with celiac disease i can eat uh quite a bit of thai food okay yeah because it's got yeah. rice and not exactly yeah. yeah and so um we would go down there every once in a while but um now that we have so many options close to home it's a lot less likely that we'll head down that way. Yeah. And I, it, yeah. it's just the nature of this. And I, you know, it's sad to see things fail, but uh, here we are. So. I know. And I, I, I think about like they had a coffee house down there at one time, you know, it was Vicks and then it was the brewing market and then it was somebody else. And it was the guy who owned the Tim's, the, the Thai place. And he tried a coffee place. And then there was a, a liquor store down there. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's been a few things. And again, yeah. not to disparage the neighborhood, but it's a really cool, architecturally, it's a cool neighborhood. But yeah. it seems challenging for commercial. And the, the big thing that when Kelsey and I were looking for a place to live, we thought that was a really cool neighborhood. Yeah, we really absolutely. liked it because it reminded us of Germany where everything was much more compact. And yeah. It's like, oh, this yeah, is cool. Yeah. But uh, there wasn't a grocery store close by. Yeah. And it's like, well, I have to drive all the way up to Lucky's or Safeway on at the near side just to get groceries. And so it was like, well... Uh, and then plus it was a lot cheaper at the time to move into uh, our house now in Old Town. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. It is what it is. Cool. Well, speaking of Old Town, good segue. Um, the Ooh. West Side Tavern on 1283 3rd <coughs> Avenue went there for brunch this weekend. I feel like I've been everywhere this weekend, which was really pretty cool. It's one of those magical weekends where you do a lot. And wow. Then next week I'll be sitting there watching my grass. But um, but anyway, so I, I talked to the owner and they said that they are bumping indeed uh bumping out the space for the restrooms but that will allow them to have 10 extra seats inside so that'll be really pretty cool for them you know yeah, the patio a, is awesome but you can't use it year-round all the time yeah it's a it's a tight fit otherwise yeah. it really is the inside of it is very cool very kitschy very funky hipster but uh it's a it's a tight fit and it, it really warms up in there because you get a lot of bodies in there because it's a it's a neat place to go but yeah. um yeah it it's limited in size I want to throw in, uh, my brother called me out because we called it Frank Frank Castle, not Ralph Castle. <laughs> yeah. And he, he yeah. gave me a little heads up. He said, Frank Castle is the, the name of the Punisher from the comics. <laughs> uh, you know, again, you're young. You know that reference. I have no idea what you're talking the about. The Punisher? But, yeah. No. Oh, no, man. No. I'm like more of the Aiken of like Scrooge McDuck. and. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're so I know. Real... I knew like Walt Disney references. I don't really know. Anyway, yeah. I thought that was even funnier than us screwing it up just to be like, <laughs> the Punisher. Frank Castle. There you go. Yeah. Um, so the um, moving on from Westside Tavern, uh, you said the South Main Street Station apartments. Are... Yeah, I've been digging around on um, 
on Zillow. I look on Zillow a lot because you, what's what's my house worth and what like my brother's going to move back here, and there's nothing for sale in Old Town and there's very little for sale in town. But the South Main Station apartments, which are on like First and, and Main there, second yeah, Main, yeah, yeah. you're right yeah. in that area. They have brand new ones that are coming in. Yeah, yeah, which everybody calls the Turkey Plant apartments. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, we need to stop that on the show. Okay. They're South yeah, Main we'll Station. Have like, we'll have like a buzzer or something. It'll shock you or something if you say that. Yeah. So yeah, the South Main Station, uh, apparently they're leasing for December. And I'm not sure if they're going to finish the facades before that's done or if they're the ones at the back. Because right now, as we sit, uh, one is, it's not brick. It's some sort of weird architectural mm-hmm. shapes mm-hmm. on it. It's just sort of mm-hmm. geometric shapes yeah. on the front. Yeah. And the other side is brick, and it's not fully bricked, and the you know it's not all sealed up. But apparently they're renting for December, um, and they're not... They're not cheap, so a studio. I wouldn't expect they would be. Yeah, I, I think they're supposed to be upper scale. I don't know how upscale, upscale, um, but a 570 square foot uh, apart unit is going to be a studio is going to be about 1400 plus. Yeah, so less than 600 square feet, uh, 1400 plus. One bed, one bath, 750 to 800 range uh, is going to be 1500 plus. And I at that point I would just move up to the. What I love I is the oddly specific <clears throat> amount here on Zillow. So it's yeah. fourteen hundred plus, and then the one bath, one one bedroom is fifteen eighteen. Yeah, yeah. No, why not? Well, why not? You know, I don't understand why fifteen hundred wouldn't work, but fifteen eighteen. <laughs> He's calling out my inconsistencies. And, <laughs> I don't think I it's said, yours. One is fourteen hundred plus. I think. Yeah, I, I think I just wrote these notes quickly. So a two bed, two bath, <laughs> one thousand square foot unit is going to be two thousand plus yeah. dollars. Wow. So <laughs> new Longmont, but. With that going in and then conceivably another apartment complex in the area going in and then conceivably another apartment complex going in where the stone place is off of 15th, whatever it is up Mm -hmm. there, 16th. Yeah. That's that's like almost a thousand units or probably over a thousand units. And then Mm -hmm. with, I don't know how many people actually are going to live. If you have 350 units, you're going to have 350 people. You can have 700 people. I, I don't really know what the averages are. Well, what's really neat about that is, is that you, in order to have like revitalization, what little I know about downtown revitalization in any city is you always want people to live and be yeah. in the same proximity as downtown. Yeah. So I, so that'll really help inject new businesses and whatever. Right. And as people move in there, that'd be good for the businesses that have opened up in that area for sure. Yeah. Um, whether or not it'll help areas like Prospect or Clover Basin or some of the other areas that we talk about occasionally. Um, I don't know. But if I was going to live in those units, and you're living in a unit that's an apartment yeah. and small, probably you're not going to cook there very much. So, I mean, it's... What are you judging the people that live I, there? I like think they, they're not going to cook? Culturally, that's, that's a big piece of what happens if you live in a small apartment. You don't always... You, you need, I think I, they're going to have more than a hot plate in these units, though. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my, my, my guess as a, an unqualified yes. uh, podcast personality... Uh, is would, that will probably be more people who will go out, and I think that's the trend yeah. anyway. Really. 300 yeah. Sons, Cheese yeah. Importers, Hefe's, oh, gosh, all yeah. of those places yeah. that are right there. Um, they could make a killing, so yeah. that's cool. So then going over to the last kind of buzz uh, item is the Hilton Harvest Junction, northeast side of Martin Street. That's where that roundabout is that really causes everybody oh anguish. God. That one just drives <laughs> drives me nuts because people stop there. It's like, if there's an you... opening, just get in the roundabout. <laughs> if you think you can fit your car in it, just put your car in it. Like, just don't hit anybody. That's the, like, just... I don't understand. I, yeah, so I lived in Europe for like a year, and I've I've been to Europe. I've probably been in in Europe for over a year total. And it's like you just, just you, you just you, go. If there's a spot, you go. You go. And yeah. if you're gonna hit somebody, don't. Like it's just like watch what yeah. you're doing. Don't go too fast. You can go into the roundabout. But I've had people in front of me just like stopped and waiting for this huge clearing. And it's like no, they can't go that fast because it's a big 
left turn the entire time, and you don't need to get going that fast because you're only going to go 20 feet. Yes. Like, you're going to take the next right. Yes. So it, it's just one of those things that really gets under my skin. But at that roundabout, yeah, there's going to be 105 units um, at in a, in a Hilton hotel. Yeah, the Hilton Garden Center. I can't remember. It's a type Garden of... Garden Center? Well, it's, no, seriously. It's called the Garden Center or something like that. That's a brand of Hilton. Hotel. Okay, okay. So they have one in Laramie, Wyoming, where my son goes to school. So that's why I know the brand. That's where I stayed with the air conditioning unit right out my window. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a little little, yeah. a little busy. But So there, uh, there, right now there isn't much in terms of... Um, like hotel space on that. No, area. I mean, so. it's awesome. And it'll be like right near that kayak park and a totally different area than typically in downtown. So yeah. that's really cool. So, so yeah, that's, that's neat. That's what's coming up. Nice. Um, there you go. All right. And we're going to have a special guest here in a second. Hey, and uh, welcome in. We are joined by Wayne Tomac with the city of Longmont. He is the neighborhood resource specialist. Thank you, Wayne, for being here. Thanks for having me. And, you know, this hard-hitting journalism and uh, <laughs> special guest. Let's see, what is the qualifiers? Uh, you have to send an email, and then they have to send one back. And pretty much they have to return yeah. the email. Yeah, it's a pretty difficult process. Yeah. So we really appreciate you being here and giving the neighborhood kind of uh, scoop on what things are going on with Longmont and some of the things that your, your department, if you will, helps to um, – uh, help support neighborhoods in, in Longmont. So that's really pretty cool. There's a lot of resources and such that you offer. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I'll just throw out a softball question to you. Uh, we, we like to talk about Halloween candy and important things or, or Thanksgiving <laughs> and such. Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving tradition, food, or anything like that since we're getting close to holidays? Uh, you know, it's, my, my, it's actually a big holiday for my, my family. Really? Uh, yeah. Do you go we, home or do you stay here? Or? Uh, well, here, home is here. Actually. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I. I, I, uh, I was born in Longmont. Oh, cool. Uh, grew up, grew up here and kind of left and came back. But yeah, yeah my my folks are here, and it's always that was like the holiday you had to come home for too. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah. it's kind of a big. The whole family gets together, do a huge meal, you know, spend the whole day cooking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. a really fun kind of holiday event for us. So favorite, yeah. like favorite food? Is there something that you maybe your mom did like over the years or something like that that was awesome? Oh yeah, we got well. There's, there's two that other okay. Thanksgiving. So one is the homemade noodles. Homemade noodles. Oh, homemade noodles. And these are the most phenomenal thing. I have a brother-in-law that doesn't eat gluten, doesn't eat noodles, doesn't eat any of this stuff, but he eats these noodles because mm, it's wow. so, so amazing. Um, and this is like the family recipe passed down. So is it like noodles like with a sauce or is it, you're just not eating dry noodles? Are you? No, they're not okay. dry noodles. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dry as possible. So, you know, like, <laughs> make something else taste better, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, no, they're, they're like cooked in a broth. Oh, uh, cool. So it's, it's almost like a, like a noodle soup kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And you said another one, though. You said the, 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 the other one is cinnamon rolls. Oh, wow. Nice. So that was the thing. Like, you, 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 you know, like come back from me. I was living yeah. in New York. I come back for Thanksgiving. You wake up in the morning to these freshly oh, cooking cinnamon that rolls. awesome. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah I can't. I saw I have celiac disease. I can't eat either of those things. And I, God, I would love to eat. Cinnamon rolls again. I just Eric's like pushing the mic. I am pushing the mic. Yeah. I, I don't need you because people will be like, I can't hear Brady. Celiac disease. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, I'm I'm definitely envious of that whole thing. That's uh, yeah. We've been experimenting with like the gluten free flours and stuff to see if we can. None of them are any good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wayne's kind of yeah, yeah, he's yeah shaking his head a little bit. You know, probably not as much, but not as good. But they're getting there. They're getting there. There's some good stuff that's gluten free. Is there goods? Yeah. Okay. I, say that. Yeah. I, I will say um, you've had some catering stuff at, at some of the events on like the Oak Room when we were there. And yeah, they, exactly. They, there's some pretty good cupcakes. There's some good stuff. Yeah. But most of it is uh, dry as old toast. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so it's uh anyway. Yeah. We're not here to talk about. We can keep talking about. Oh, wait, this is the whole subject matter. No, exactly. <laughs> again, heavy, hard hitting journalism <laughs> yeah. here. That's yeah. for sure. So again, you you really help with neighborhoods and such, and um, mm-hmm. help lift them up and make sure that things are going well for neighborhoods and one of the ways that you do that is a neighborhood improvement fund and can you tell us a little bit about the neighborhood improvement fund so so uh, so two the, the, the main one is the neighborhood the neighborhood improvement program okay uh so, so that is a grant that is uh available to uh neighborhoods who register with the neighborhood group leaders association okay um which i'll explain that here for a second to give context uh, so that, the NGLA, as we call it, yeah. um, is a partnership between the city and a network of currently 55 registered neighborhoods around the city. Um, they represent uh, about a third of the city's population right now. Uh, and we run that to start out as kind of a communication link to the between the city and our residents and has really evolved to, we realized that, um, we can kind of increase the capacity of those groups, uh, and they can really be facilitators of improving neighborhoods directly um, without nice. really relying heavily on the city to do it. Nice. I was getting my teeth cleaned the other day, and the, no, this is going somewhere. You're going to look. <laughs> this <laughs> is an obvious connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, my, my dental hygienist was there, and she's she's a real firecracker. She's she's funny, and she said that she well, was. Well, let's hope she was there. Where, she, what, where would she be? Okay, go ahead. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. Appreciate you. Was help. this in the parking lot? Because that may be not the. Holy cow! <laughs> I like Wayne. Uh, Wayne's gonna. <laughs> it's supposed to be a really short, like. So here's where I was. Yes. Let me okay. prime the thing. Let's keep going. So there she was, Bonnie, uh, and she said she's applying for one of these right now. And oh really? So, yeah. So she said she's and she's got an HOA, and so she, she said she can apply through that. Um, mm-hmm. So she was talking all about that, and she said she was for landscaping, that type of thing. Is that? Yeah, so, so, so it's broad. So what uh, you know, the eligibility depends on how large the neighborhood is. Ranges from three to $9,000 that's available. Okay. Uh, it requires a contribution from the neighborhood, but that's, it's a variable amount. Um, and they use it for uh, really kind of open to the neighborhood, what they think is going to improve the, na- uh, the neighborhood the most. So uh, we've done, this past year we did, uh, an exciting one was a pollinator garden uh-huh. in the uh, Shadowgrass Park neighborhood, which is on the east side of town. Yeah. Uh, and they took, you know, just this area that was kind of Kentucky bluegrass uh, and said, you know, we want to build this pollinator garden as a way to reduce water load, um, uh, as a way to be a demonstration garden to residents in the neighborhood. They hope it encourages them to kind of convert some of their, you know, turf areas into uh, pollinator gardens uh, and as a way to kind of educate youth in the community. So they created like nice. little craft projects, cool. all these cool little things to kind of educate youth about the importance of pollinators too. Nice. And so I want to be clear, too. It's not like I can use money from the city for this program to improve, like put sod in my own yard. It's really a community-wide or a neighborhood-wide, if you will, initiative, correct? Yeah. You. So you yeah. have to not only be a, a neighborhood-based community group, yeah. but be registered with the city. Yeah. And so so like your example, the, the, dentist, the dental hygienist. Yeah. Uh, so HOAs, so some of our neighborhoods have HOAs, right. but technically the HOA itself is not really registered with us. Uh, the neighborhood group kind of works with the HOA, and, and a lot of times that's kind of the same okay. entity ultimately. Yeah. Um, but we make a distinction because our groups, we have a requirement that they're inclusive of everybody who lives or owns ah, property, okay. whereas HOA is by nature you know, limiting to only property owners. Yeah. Okay. So we make sure that, that resident uh, renters and, and that kind of thing get included. So if I went up and down the block where I live, and I said, hey, let's make a little group. 
Would we need to do something formal before we could? Yeah, you, you, you contact me, uh, and then I'd meet with whatever you know, your couple of folks in the neighborhood sure. who are like interested in this, uh, and kind of introduce the whole you know deal. Uh, and if you're interested, then we would hold a community-wide meeting, invite everybody from the neighborhood from it, introduce it there, and then you vote to uh, form a neighborhood group, and you can start attending monthly meetings that we have with the, the Neighborhood Group Leaders Association, and you become eligible for, huh. for these different grants, including activity grants. Can such. I ask you another question? Like, if you are already in, like, say, the historic east side, I'm just going to throw that out there, couldn't mm -hmm. you have an, a separate enclave within that, or is that a, just an, a, <clears throat> that neighborhood is already registered and identified? So I'm not picking on that for any specific yeah. reason. I'm just <laughs> I'm just using it as, as an example. But you couldn't just say, hey, but my neighbors in the six block or this three block area want to kind of break off from that. You couldn't probably do something like that, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can't form a group within an existing yeah. group. Okay. Well, I guess you could you could bring the group together and take a vote to kind of separate into two separate groups. Oh, oh okay. Um, it's really kind of the powers with, yeah. with, with the residents. Okay. I'm not expressing yeah, 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 you, any desire for coups here. <laughs> it's one of our longest yeah, neighborhoods. Exactly, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Divide and conquer. Exactly, huh? yeah. Exactly. What are you doing me to hear? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Um, and then the activity grants can be used for block grants. We, you know, I'm in Old North Longmont, and so mm -hmm. we have used those for block grants. I mean, for uh, block parties and such. And uh, But that is something that I think a lot of people just, at least my impression is, is that some people overlook or don't know that it's out there. And so um, the activity grants are pretty cool. So, so there's two different ones here. Okay. Uh, so one, the Neighborhood Activities Fund is, again, specifically for registered neighborhoods. Uh, all you have to do is register to qualify for it. Um, and then there's the Discover Neighbors, Neighbors Grant, which is available it's, uh, to any resident in the city, wow. but it's just for their block, yeah. not for the whole neighborhood. There you go. So you could do that you know, tomorrow. Uh, it's available all year. You could apply tomorrow for it. You hold it. It's just for your city block. You know? So it's usually 12 to 20 households. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and we really look at it as a way, kind of a, step, uh, a stepping stone, right? Uh, you're in an unregistered neighborhood. Hopefully you do that one or two years. You see the value of getting to know your neighbors and say, well, well maybe we should do this on a neighborhood level. Then we try to get you registered. So like your neighborhood, you've had multiple blocks who have done this yeah. um, in, in recent years. Yeah. But no, really, really cool. the Discover uh, level. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so within our neighborhood, we actually had like a, the community garden came about because mm -hmm. of uh, some funds from the city as well as some of the um, improvement fund um, grants, if you will. And so that was really pretty cool. It's a great um, untapped. I, I shouldn't say it's untapped, but, but I think some people just don't know it exists. So. Yeah, it, it, it's something, uh, frankly, we got to do a better job, I think, getting out there and, and yeah. advertising. Uh, yeah. uh, it has it's led to some really great uh, sense of community. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's why you're here on Longmont's hardest hitting journalism. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we can get the word out about it. That's right. Anything else about neighborhoods that you really want people to know, or some of our listeners to know? Some of our listeners, not all of our listeners, but some of them. Yeah, I'm kidding. Do they not all live in neighborhoods? Are they? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, like the hygienists, they just kind of hang out in the car and clean. clean yeah, teeth. live in there. Yeah. Just chilling. We all on a court. Just clean teeth out here. <laughs> you just get out an RV. That's, uh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I just think there's you know there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, our idea is that we're really increasing the capacity of residents, yeah. uh, and we're focusing a lot on sustainability. Um, actually, my job is only half time for neighborhoods and half time for sustainability. 
so that's what we're really trying to educate now is in how can these projects really lead to uh, achieving long-term sustainability goals, uh, which okay. specifically highlight neighborhoods as an important factor. Well, and I think you and Lisa really talked me out of the compost bin, mm-hmm. which oh, did was you? awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't know if I need a third bin. She goes, yeah, but if you give up your trash bin or reduce, not give it up, but reduce it to a smaller size, it's just my wife and I now. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, you know, it pretty much pays for it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. And I will say that, like, it's really fantastic. The, the, the compost thing has actually been really nice. So if anybody out there is, is on the fence about it, Ugh. you can throw really big logs and stuff in there. It's like four inches, I think, and you can fill it up yeah. with um, like bones. You use like bones from the kitchen can and go meat, in there. Meat, meat can go meat, in there. Bones, yeah. anything organic can go in the compost. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's a, a pizza box that has grease yes. on it goes in the compost. Yes. Which is it's really cool because you can put a lot in there because we've composted in the past and other places that we've lived. And it hasn't been that robust. Mm-hmm. You, it's a lot of picking stuff apart, and this can go in, and that yeah. can't go in, and this can, and that can't. Oh, well, it's just a repository for the leaves in the fall. And it's like this, actually, I got a branch come down, you cut it in half, you stick it in the bin, off she goes. Yeah, I once uh, asked our, our waste folks, like, what would the impact of this? I think they had estimated something like 80% of what goes into the landfill could go into the compost bin in Long Beach. Yeah, yeah. Like, it could be really dramatic if people sign up It for is, it. and I, I have a plethora of weeds, so that usually goes <laughs> yeah. to the yeah. at all times. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it, they're actually really, really useful. So yeah. I, I'm really on board with that one. Yeah, that's I awesome. Like that a lot. That's great, yeah. Wayne, we really appreciate you stopping by and checking out Side Dish. So Absolutely. thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, we want to thank again Wayne Tomac from Neighborhood uh, Resources and the City of Longmont for coming by and talking to us about all things funding in Longmont and the neighborhood areas. Yeah, so it's nice it to really see cool. that they've got a, a system out there for sort of binding communities and encouraging this stuff to move forward. And I'll, cool. I'll tell you, if you ever want to see something exciting, it's it's uh, Wayne's flowcharts about sustainability <laughs> and, and neighborhoods. <laughs> the man can do a process chart. It's pretty amazing. Well, I mean, yeah. he's, he seemed fun in person. You're really selling him as a, like somebody to have at your party. <laughs> yes, he is. He That's is. Right. He's awesome. He's really cool. He's got a great Leo laugh too, as well. Yeah. All right, let's do events. So I want to mention the uh, a few events going on in Longmont right now. We've got the holiday tree lighting ceremony that's coming up on November 29th. That is downtown, and that's always a, a fun affair for people to go down and watch the the tree lighting ceremonies down there at the park at Roosevelt Park. Um, the winter passport through um, downtown Longmont is going on right now. Um, November 8th through January 3rd, you can actually win some prizes and win some stuff. And what you do is you uh, go to the Longmont Downtown Development Authority site, and I believe you sign up and you go around and you visit different local merchants, and they sign your passport or stamp it, and then you enter to win some really cool prizes. But it's a great way to support the downtown as well as a great way to maybe perhaps win something too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of November, we have Small Business Saturday. That's a great way to, to make sure that we're giving those small businesses um, some of the shopping dollars for the season. Uh, and then finally, I've got another one that's kind of off the beaten path, so to speak, or totally different, but it's Battle of the Boards, December 7th at it's the Climbing Collective, and that's the Kilter Board Climbing Activity. You know what that is? I have no idea. Oh, this is, a, again, we're really hitting hard this week. We are. We're going to have to figure that one out. We'll, okay. we'll provide some. Uh, but it basically has this, you know, kind of, you know, very muscular dude, like, climbing the rock face yeah. on the on the poster. But so I can a, only imagine it's probably, obviously, some sort of, like, you know, climbing up a wall or I, something like So that. at the climbing gym. Uh, so if I had to guess, a kilter board some sort of 
practice board or something that would rotate or do something kooky. But kilter, I, yeah, yeah, a kilter versus yes. off kilter, which yes. is the context one normally hears. That's right. Kilter. That's right. So, but we'll have to check that out. And then also, I wanted to mention to Brady off air that we want to check out the uh, Weekend Warriors or whatever it is. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a Ninja Warrior kind of thing. Yeah, concept. it's right. It's right in that same spot. Yep. If you're going over the bridge, uh, the Ken Pratt. Parkway Bridge, whatever that is yeah, called. Yeah, exactly. uh, They're both right there. And so other events that you have. Yeah, I got some fun stuff. Uh, so we'll have the fall break coming up pretty soon. So there's a couple things for the little guys. Uh, Tuesday, November 26th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., ages 7 to 9, 75 bucks. We're going to have the Might Mini Science Stars. So you can have fun while building and learning. Campers will create flashlights, catapults, a Newton car. More? Wow, cool. Uh, it's like perpetual motion car, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. Laws of thermodynamics can just go right out the window. Also lightsabers, so that's pretty cool. Nice. Projects in this camp uh, emphasize STEM and can be easily and affordably recreated at home. So that sounds pretty cool, supported by a grant from the Dodge Family Fund. Always good to pl- plug the funders. So that sounds pretty cool. So, again, November 26th. Uh, and then we've got, oh, tree lighting, which Eric already did. So we've also got somewhere else, we've got the uh, ski ball tournament at Quarters. I forgot to mention Oh, this nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on uh, Sunday, November 24th, so if your in-laws are starting to come in early, uh, here's a way to get them yeah. out of town. They're going to do a one-day ski ball tournament on Sunday, November 24th at 1. You can sign up for that. 10 bucks for a team of two. They're, they've got a few uh, spots open for that still. And apparently they do a ski ball league down there. Wow. Yeah. So Are uh, you a ski baller? No, I'm no. I'm hot garbage at skee ball. <laughs> <laughs> I play once every five years. I think or so. I actually beat you at skee ball. I think you probably yeah. did. Yeah. Um, but they have a skee ball league, and that's twenty bucks for a team of two for nine weeks of play. Uh, they've got a few spots left open there. You gonna gotta go down and sign up and, and pay pay you money. Yeah. Um, but that sounds cool. And quarters is right on Fourth <clears throat> and Main, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it's yeah. by La Vida Bella. Yeah. Yep. Right in that area. That sounds yep. cool. I'm glad to see them doing stuff. It's a funky uh, underground arcade. Uh, you pour from the wall. It's a neat place. I'd like to see them do well. Um, sometimes that stuff can be niche. I, I like that place. I think it's fun. Otherwise, we've got Art and Sip, uh, which is Thursday nights, September 12th through, through December 12th. And coming up this Thursday at 6.30 p.m., they are doing a uh, wreath-making uh, exercise. Uh, 35 bucks. Take part in the age-old tradition of wreath-making with a hipster twist, which I don't know. Well, wreath-making with a hipster. Does it literally say hipster twist in there? <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking like cut beard. <laughs> Trim your beard. <laughs> yeah, tie it in. Like and then a the birds, soul patch. And, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Your, the birds can come and take the, That's the, pretty cool. the beard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds fun. Um, yeah. These wreaths are stylish and sleek. An understated holiday decoration for your loft apartment, mid-mod ranch, or country cabin. I'm assuming they're not actually doing any beard trimming on site. I want to put that out there. Yeah. If anybody took me... Uh, but they're doing dental hygiene. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And keep them teeth clean. Yeah. So that's what we got coming up. Uh, and maybe we'll do a little bit more deep dive coming up uh, on, on the Events. Scene. I think that would be a cool... Yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of things going on. There really are. Yeah. And we'll have holiday breaks and stuff. And you probably want to find ways to keep the kids occupied. So... There you go. That's it for this week. Awesome. That's really cool. Well, thanks to Andy Epler for our intro music, as always. And um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. Reach out to us at info at sidedishlongmont.org if you have any uh, corrections, yeah, um, concerns, complaints, of which, whatever. Of which we've had numerous. Exactly. And then send us your music, music suggestions at info at sidedishlongmont.org. Also want to shout out to Jeff Sylvester, who uh, created our logo for Side Dish. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. 
And then finally, um, This Is Enough by Jessica Carson or of Clandestine Amigo. Jessica, thank you so much for submitting your song this week for Music for Your Week. Until next time. Can never